Hamlet, Prince of Denmark, by William Shakespeare. With Kenneth Branagh as Hamlet, Derek Jacobi as Claudius, Judy Dench as Gertrude, Richard Bryars as Polonius, Michael Williams as Horatio, Sophie Thompson as Ophelia, James Wilby as Laertes, Michael Elphick as the first gravedigger, Michael Horden as the player king, Emma Thompson as the player queen, and John Gielgud as the ghost. Hamlet, Prince of Denmark. yourself. Long live the king. Bernardo, he. You come most carefully upon your hour. Tis now struck twelve. Get thee to bed, Francisco. For this relief, much thanks. Tis bitter cold and I'm sick at heart. Have you had quiet guard? But a mouse stirring. Well, good night. If you do meet Horatio and Marcellus, the rivals of my watch, bid them make haste. I think I hear them. Stand! Who's there? Friends to this crowd, and liegemen to the Dane. Give you good night. Oh, farewell, honest soldier. Who hath relieved you? Bernardo has my place. Give you good night. Hola? Bernardo? Say, what? Is Horatio there? Oh, a piece of him. Welcome, Horatio. Welcome, good Marcellus. Has this thing appeared again tonight? I have seen nothing. Horatio says tis but our fantasy, uh, and will not let belief take hold of him touching this dreaded sight, twice seen of us. Therefore I have entreated him along with us to watch the minutes of this night, that if again this apparition come, he may approve our eyes and speak to it. <laughs> tush, tush. It will not appear. Sit down a while and let us once again assail your ears that are so fortified against our story what we two knights have seen. Well, <laughs> sit we down. Uh, let us hear Bernardo speak of this. Last night of all, when yon same star that's westward from the Po had made his course to illume that part of heaven where now it burns, Marcellus and myself, the bell then beating one, <gasps> Peace! Break thee off! Look where it comes again! In the same figure like the king that's dead! Thou art a scholar! Speak to it, Horatio! Looks it not like the king? Mark it, Horatio! Most like! It harrows me with fear and wonder. It would be spoke to! Question it, Horatio! What art thou that usurps this time of night? Together with that fair and warlike form! in which the majesty of buried Denmark did sometimes march. By heaven, I charge thee, speak! It is offended. See, it stalks away. Stay, 
Speak! Speak! I charge thee, speak! Tis gone, and will not answer. How now, Horatio? You tremble and look pale. Is not this something more than fantasy? What think you on? Oh, my God. I might not disbelieve without the sensible and true virtue of mine own eyes. Is it not like the king? As thou art to thyself. Such was the very armor he had on when he, the ambitious Norway, combated. So frowned he once when in an angry pile he smote the slanted polex on the ice. Oh, tis strange. Thus twice before, and just at this dead hour, with martial stalk hath he gone by our watch. In what particular thought to work, I know not. But in the gross and scope of my opinion, this bodes some strange eruption to our state. Good now. Sit down, and tell me, he that knows, why this same strict and most observant watch so nightly toils the subject of the land. And why such daily cast of brazen cannon and foreign mart for implements of war? Why such impressive shipwrights whose sore task does not divide the Sunday from the week? What might be toured that this sweaty haste doth make the night joint labor with the day? Who is that can inform me? That can I. At least the whisper goes so. Our last king, whose image even but now appeared to us, was, as you know, by Fort Embrace of Norway, thereto pricked on by a most emulate pride, dared to the combat, in which our valiant Hamlet, for so this side of our known world esteemed him, did slay this Fort Embrace, who, by a sealed compact, well ratified by law and heraldry, did forfeit with his life all those his lands which he stood seized on to the conqueror, against the which a moiety competent was gauged by our king, which had returned to the inheritance of Fort Embrace had he been vanquisher, as by the same covenant and carriage of the article designed, his fell to Hamlet. Now, sir, young Fort Embrace, of unimproved metal, hot and full, hath in the skirts of Norway here and there sharked up a list of lawless resolutes for food and diet to some enterprise that hath a stomach it, which is no other, and it doth well appear unto our state, but to recover of us by strong hand and terms compulsory those forced lands so by his father lost. And this, I take it, is the main motive of our preparations. The source of this our watch and the chief head of this post-haste and rummage in the land. I think it be no other but Ian so. Well may it sort that this portentous figure comes armed through our watch so like the king that was and is the question of these wars. A mote it is to trouble the mind's eye. In the most high and palmy state of Rome, a little ere the mightiest Julius fell, the grave stood tenantless, and the sheeted dead did squeak and gibber in the Roman streets at stars with trains of fire and dews of blood, disasters in the sun. And the moist star, upon whose influence Neptune's empire stands, was sick almost to doomsday with eclipse. And even the light precurse of feared events, as harbingers preceding still the fates and prologue to the omen coming on, have heaven and earth together demonstrated 
unto our climatures and countrymen. But soft, behold, lo, when it comes again, I'll crush it though it blast me. Stay, illusion. If thou hast any sound or use of voice, speak to me. If there be any good thing to be done, that may to thee do ease and grace to me, speak to me. If thou art privy to thy country's fate, which happily foreknowing may avoid, oh, speak. Or if thou hast abhorred in thy life, exalted treasure in the womb of earth, for which they say you spirits of walking death, speak of it, stay and speak. Stop it, Marcellus! Shall I strike at it with my partisan? No, if it will not stand! Tis here! Tis here! Tis gone. We do it wrong, being so majestical, to offer it the show of violence. For it is as the air invulnerable, and our vein blows malicious mockery. It was about to speak when the cock crew. And then it started like a guilty thing upon a fearful summons. I have heard the cock that is the trumpet to the morn doth with his lofty and shrill sounding throat awake the god of day. And at his warning, whether in sea or fire, in earth or air, the extravagant and erring spirit hies to his confines. And of the truth herein, this present object made probation. It faded on the crowing of the cock. Some say that ever gainst that season comes wherein our Saviour's birth is celebrated. The bird of dawning singeth all night long. And then, they say, no spirit dare stir abroad. The nights are wholesome, then no planets strike. No fairy takes, nor witch hath power to charm. So hallowed and so gracious is the time. So have I heard, and do in part believe it. But look, the morn in russet mantle clad walks o'er the dew of yon high eastern hill. Break we our watch up, and by my advice, let us impart what we have seen tonight and to young Hamlet. For upon my life, this spirit, dumb to us, will speak to him. Do you consent we shall acquaint him with it, as needful in our loves, fitting our duty? Let's do it, I pray. And I this morning know where we shall find him most conveniently. <laughs> 